0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. So you like hockey? Congratulations. You're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack poly cupcakes every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Churp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content.
1: Tune in wherever you get your podcast, and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at Caps Chirp.
0: See you beauties and vendors there.
1: This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11 time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Good morning, Hershey! (laughs) You know what a world loves on a Monday? Well, not a Monday when this gets released. You know what a world loves after a weekend? A nice big smile. Smiles all around, everyone. It is a victory. Well, I can't say Victory Monday because somebody else uses that. But it is a winning weekend with the Hershey Bears. So much so that it is even a sweep of the weekend. Hello, folks. My name is Richard Blosser welcoming you to the Grit and Barrett podcast. It is Tuesday, October 19th. And it is after our first full-blown hockey weekend in Hershey after so long, and it was so much fun to get out there among all of you at Giant Center this past weekend. Oh my gosh, I absolutely loved all of it. So, where do I begin? Where do I begin after finally having a hockey weekend after so long? Well, my weekend started in Hershey on a Friday night where it was a... Balmy! 75 degrees here in Hershey in October. That's right. We're still in that lovely time of year when PA doesn't quite know what type of season it wants to be. But I went to the Hershey Cubs. And we're going to start there. We're going to start at the old barn there in Hershey. And I went to see the Hershey Cubs take on the Jersey Whalers. Does that sound awkward? Yeah, it does. Now... The Hershey Cubs, as you've heard me talk about from time to time here on this podcast, is a junior hockey club with the USPHL. And when you go to a game at the old barn, at Hershey Park Arena, I'm just going to be honest with all of you, which is what I strive to do. I'm always honest with you on this podcast, whether people like it or not. It is when you go to this Cubs game, It is a no-frills, no-thrills hockey. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean this as in, oh, well, the experience sucks. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if you're going there for thumping lights and a video board that has graphics on it and wacky shapes and graphics that say, make some noise and... Let's get loud. Um, Or an announcer with a booming voice and a wacky personality. (laughs) No, you're not going to get that here. No. Well, I bet there's a lot of concessions. You know, a lot of food options and really good seating. Uh, No, 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 you're not going to get that. What you are getting at... Hershey Park Arena, you are just getting a hockey game. And as my one buddy put it, you're paying $10 for nostalgia. You're paying $10 to go into the old barn and reminisce about all the great history inside that old building. And as someone who never got to see a Hershey Bears game in that building, I know, sad for me, I can now say with confidence that probably all of the stories I've heard about that building is absolutely true. The boards are really loud. Like before the game, the Cubs and the Hitmen bang the boards, and you hear. <coughs> hope all of you could hear that. You hear the hitting of the boards as it reverberates throughout the entire arena, and you have. Um, Some old metal paneling um, that you can bang and that reverberates. And the sounds and the echoes in that place is actually quite amazing. It really is. Now, in terms of the hockey, well, I got to experience um, in a game for the first time, the legendary Fog Games here at Hershey, where on warm nights, the warm air seeps in and it hits the cool air of the ice, thus generating fog. A lot of you old-time Flyers fans are going, Mm-hmm, yep, I remember those games at the old Spectrum. And it's just a thin layer of fog that, that would build up at one end or the other. It was actually kind of cool because it looks like they're playing hockey in Victorian times. So it's a nice setting. And about once a period, um, everybody skated around and did a few laps to help dissipate the fog. Did that stop it? Bollocks did it. It just kind of reformed a few minutes later. But, you know, that's not why I went. I went to sit in the old barn, to sit in those seats, and appreciate that we have real hockey. You know, actually semi-pro hockey back at at the old barn. And I'm urging all Bears fans that are listening to this, because I know you're out there. And I hear the stories from all of you. And I hear all of you wanting games back at the old barn. And you want to help make that a, a reality? Here's a real easy solution you can do. Here's a real something real easy you can do. Go to the games. I know. Crazy concept. Go to these games. Support these kids. That's literally what they are. 14 to 17 year olds. Support these kids and go. Don't go there expecting great action. But just go. The games are fine. They're about two and a half hours. I mean, are the Cubs good? Nah. Eh, yeah. Not really. I mean, the game we went to on Saturday, they lost six to two. But that's that's not the point. That's not the point. It's nostalgia, and the more we put into it, the more support this team gets. Who knows what more could come of it. Alright, so that was a little bit of tales from the road except not being at the road, it's at the Old Barn. So that's just my own thoughts on the Hershey Cubs. It was a fine experience. The jerseys are great. The jerseys are uh, cream colored with chocolate yolks and chocolate numbers. They look great. They absolutely look great. So, Like I said before, go support the team. Go support them. But that, my friends, was a precursor. That, my friends, was a preview to what was coming later on in the day. And Saturday, well, you'll hear me talk about weather on this podcast a good bit because, well, it does play in a factor when you're a hockey fan. It was was raining all day on Saturday. And this is typically what happens... With the, um, with the Bears at this time of year. We could have a really nice one last push of warm weather before a hockey game, or we get this. We get rain, cold rain. But I didn't care. I got out of the car with my beloved. I parked over in the very furthest um, Hershey Park um, parking lot. I got up, we got on there, we got over the bridge, I pulled her across, she has slight fear of bridges, but I helped her through it, but I got over that bridge, I was determined, I didn't care, I had the rain in my face and the wind at my face, I didn't care that she had to go in and go get her tickets and say hi to a few people and one of the other season tickets... Cut a really bad joke. (laughs) I forgot to laugh. Shut up. I didn't say the shut up part, but no. I want to get inside. I want to get inside. It's raining. I haven't been in this place for so long. Well, meaningful hockey. So we get our tickets. We go in. And I walk in the door. Is it the emotional crying experience I thought? No. No. But I walked in and I took it all in. The Cubs players were handing out with with give-outs and giveaways. Nice of them to give away free stuff after giving away a game. And I walk down the hallway. I see my one friend, but I let him be. And I go up the stairs, and there's my seat. There it is. In 217. There's my seat in 217. And just to sit there and talk to everyone. The old-timers were up there. They made it through the great virus. They were wearing masks for obvious reasons, and there was nothing wrong with that. And just to talk to them and be among people again. This is what we've wanted. No more of these empty caverns, soulless caverns that had hockey players skating around. Friend of the podcast Urinating Tree was right. They were empty soulless caverns. And to go downstairs and to hug my friend once again. In over a year since I've seen him. And then to have my buddy Jesse and his family show up. And my buddy, our friend Danny from Oop State New York coming down. We were all together again. It felt like, how many of you have ever seen Disney's Gargoyles? You know, some of you have been 90s kids, you know of this show that Gargoyles was this fantastic dark fantasy series done by Disney. Go look it up on Disney+. And what happens with these Gargoyles, they're mythical creatures who turn to stone by day but become winged beast warriors at night. It's really great. And in the opening little miniseries, they get a spell put under them where they're set in stone for a thousand years. And the way the spell gets broken is when the castle rises above the clouds. Clouds. It's Celtic lore. There's weird weird rules sometimes. So, when that finally does happen, stay with me on this, when that finally does happen, and they all awaken from their stone slumber, Goliath goes down to to the other six gargoyles, and he says, we are together again. And it's a great scene. It really is. And that's what I felt like on Saturday. I felt like Goliath after waking from his thousand slumber um, in New York in Manhattan of all places and just goes down among seeing his friends his people and saying we are together again and it was so good to see everyone and the Bears skated out and just clapping as they came out for warm ups. warmups oh, it was beautiful was Matt Molson with him? No he's serving a suspension but who cares who cares? The boys came out. The boys were back, as the dropkick Murphys like to say. And we were too. And we... Uh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. It was just a really great experience. So, the Bears took on the Charlotte Checkers here on a Saturday night here at Giant Center. And it was good to see Charlotte, who is now the affiliate of the Florida Panthers and the Seattle Kraken. Now, they changed affiliates before the world went crazy. And we noticed with Charlotte, they made some changes to their uniforms. Were we expecting a complete overhaul overhaul with now no longer being a Charlotte and being Carolinas? They're going to get rid of the Florida blue? Uh, No, no, they're not. But they made a little adjustment. First off, the numbers were different. The numbers were bigger with bolder black outlines on the numbers. They looked good. But my my buddy uh, Danny picked this up, and he's able to notice these differences better than I am. He, he noticed that the Charlotte Checkers are now having more of an emphasis on black. That before, the Charlotte Checkers wore straight red. Red helmets, red jersey, red pants, red socks. However, they made changes now that they're a part of the Florida Panthers, or as I like to call them, Florida team. Sorry about that. Readjusting some things on my phone. CD Your Pants Broadcasting at its finest. So, what they did was that they are putting more emphasis on black. That instead of going straight red, red from top to bottom, it is now black helmets, red jersey, black pants, red socks. Alternating. Black, red, black, red, black, red. And again, different numbers and a bit more bolder names. We noticed because we saw Joey Decord skating out there. But he wasn't the first one who led them out of the tunnel. No. Who was the first one that followed them out? Anybody? Any answers out there in the audience? Any Florida Panthers fans out there? Anyone? No. You, Chris Drager? Nope. Wrong. Aren't. Thank you for playing. Who else? Next. Spencer Knight? Nice option. Nope. Gone. No. Next. Who? Anyone in the classroom? No. Exactly. Because the goalie that skated out was none other than our friend, Christopher Gibson. Oh, is he related to John Gibson out there in Anaheim? Possibly. But he's a lesser known. Because the last time we saw Christopher Gibson, at least I did, all of you NHL fans that are listening to this, you've probably never heard of Christopher Gibson. You don't even know who he is. And that's fine. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here on this network to tell you about players that you've never known or heard of. Christopher Gibson was well known in the fine town of Bridgeport, Connecticut. I know. Sad for him. The Bears were wearing their beautiful home whites, as God intended it to be. And as they were out there, everybody skated out, or at least all who were dressed in playing that night. It's the usual opening night spiel. If you've seen it once, you've seen it a thousand times. The players skate out with their numbers. They all stand either on the blue line, or if you're a real fancy team, they'll all circle up on the center logo, holding hands like the Who's in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. But it was great to see what this team could be. And we got the National Anthem sung. We got the puck drop. And we were underway for the first time in a real environment. And it was rather odd that that we are playing this game. Because the last team we played in that arena was the Charlotte Checkers. And Kale Kessie getting knocked out. The hockey gods can be cruel sometimes. But anyway, we're getting underway. The Bears generating offense. You can see this offensively gifted team getting underway. And Bears get the puck in the corner. Throw the cross out front. Shot
0: scores!
1: Yes! There it is! There it is! The first goal in front of fans in nearly 600 days. There it is! Who scored? Who got it? It was Lucas Johansson? And he didn't injure himself? Okay, Lucas Johansson on a backdoor feed gets it past Gibson and it is one nothing Hershey. We have a goal in front of fans. Yes, yes. And I was high fiving everyone. We kind of got the uh, the order mixed up because it had been so long since we did this. But oh well. But would Charlotte take this lying down? Nope. A uh, nice, nice little uh, feed. Got a breakaway to a checker after a slow line change, and the checkers tie the game at 621 with Heponemi. Heponemi. Pen- ne- he- he- po- ne- uh, uh Zach said he was a Swedish product. Okay. Fine. Um, Bolt broadcast kit on this. And it is 1 1. But the Bears would not, and I mean this, would not. Take this line down. A late power play. And the boys get set up. Joe Snively throws it down low. Pinho looks across. Shot! Patsy Fremont scores! Big, beefy Brett Leeson gets the goal on the doorstep. Cleans up the garbage in front. Big, beefy boy. Big, beefy boy goal in Brett Leeson. And the Bears retake the lead. It is 2-1 Hershey. And shots are a little lopsided. Here in the first, because um, Charlotte got quite a bit of uh, power play opportunities. Uh, they got, um, you know, Shane Gersich hooking, Dylan Mickleth on a slash, Lucas Johansson for a trip. The refs were really calling things nowadays. But we go into the locker room. It is two one Hershey, feeling good, walking around Giant Center, and um, oh, the food lines are a little bad. I'm sure this has nothing to do with the cashless option they have at Giant Center. Snarkiness all aside. Cash only. Good healthy smattering of fans. And low staffing. I'll let your imagination determine where this went. So we go back at it there in the second. And the Bears get another power play opportunity. Get set up. Set up once again. And um, I like how this power play is. Once they get set up, they can be dangerous. And uh, Scarbosa wins a face-it. Over to Virtuoni. former Phantom. Rister on the way. Scores tipped in front. Cody Clark, Wendell's kid, gets it in.
0: 2-1, her 3-1, Hershey. Yes, yes, yes.
1: I feel like the Bears, as being an offensively gifted team that they are, are just off and running. But Alexander True would get a long shot that Copley thought he had it all with the glove. Just reached out out there and ding off his glove and into the back of the net. 3-2 Hershey. But an interesting little stat started bubbling up as, again, our buddy Danny noticed this. And we, just, we noticed it as well that Charlotte had 11 shots on goal during the first period. And that's good. That's good. This team may not be the explosive red army it was a few years ago, but the speed is still there. But we noticed that after two periods, their shots were only 13. And the majority of those were in the first period. And Charlotte was able to get zone time, but the Bears were clogging up passing lanes and shooting lanes. or Either that or Charlotte was just missing. And I and i don't know, was it opening night jitters? Was it... I don't know. But the Bears were having the upper hand, and I was liking it. We get back into the third. We get underway. Scarbosa takes the puck into the zone. Lazy little wrist. are off from the circles. Oh, my God, it's in! Oh, Gibby misplayed it, and it gets by him. Oh, my goodness. And you could see Gibson staring up to the heavens like, Why, God, why? And, oh, oh, God, he wants that one back. Oh, <laughs> he wants that one back. And 4-2 Hershey, two-goal lead in the third. Defensively, we're doing pretty good against them. So let's just put this little baby to bed. And Gibson, he is just, uh. His language and his whole demeanor is just off, and the Bears just pounce on him. Later on in the third, a long shot by Kempney gets in front of the goal. Gibson swimming. He's in the goal. Can't get it, and Pilon pushes it in, pokes it in. It's in the net. 5-2, Hershey, and Gibson immediately goes up. and goes, hey, 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 he touched me. He pushed my arm, and there it went into the net. This shouldn't count. It shouldn't count. He was in my crease. It shouldn't count. DO SOMETHING! Well, when you went back to the videotape, I mean, did he go down? Yes. Did he have his arm down to try and cover the puck? Yeah. But he sort of took himself out of the play, and Pilon got the puck when it was out out past his his arm. He never had the puck. Never had it. He was down and out and swimming and had no chance. And the only way that he knew that maybe he could get something out of this was maybe bitch to the ref. But the ref had none of it. The ref just went, nope, no, no, no. Goal goal stands, 5-2 Hershey, and we just put this baby to bed. We only limited the checkers to only two more shots the entire period. Again, they had possession time, but shots either went wide, Bears were blocking shots, or getting sticks in passing lanes, and it was really good solid game out of the boys, and as the clocks wind down, we were able to say it, and you'll love saying it once again. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Charlotte, to quote John Walton, and the Bears take game one of the new season. Your three stars were Joe Snively with two assists, Mike Scarbosa with a second assist, and Garrett Pilon with a goal and two assists as well. Good, solid game out of everyone. And I got really nothing to critique about this game. Phoenix Copley, 13 for 15 on the night. Uh, Christopher Gibson, 29 of 34. And the Bears take their first game. A healthy smattering of 7,500 there on opening night. Not bad. Not bad at all. And it was just so good to be among friends. It was just really great to be back. I'm sure there's a lot of you across the NHL that have felt the same way. And there's going to be more of this, everyone. This is merely game one of 76 that we'll be talking about. We're going to take a short break to talk about our sponsor, DraftKings. Of course, we'd like to thank DraftKings, the sponsor of not only the Hockey Podcast Network, but of this podcast, and NFL fans hungry for a big win this week. Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the National Football League, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner. Line? Oh. Chicken dinner, it's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, don't worry, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. They have huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. But the action did not stop this weekend, friends, as we went back at it on a Sunday as those no-good, dirty, filthy Phantoms came to town. To take us on after being in Wilkes-Barre the previous night and losing. Ha! The Bears coming off a victory against the Charlotte Checkers. And uh, the Phantoms wore those... Um, their ro- road oranges, I should say. Because the only real two colors they ever wear are orange and black. <clears throat> but those oranges, they were nice. They were nice. They remind me a lot of the Flyers and a lot of the fan base of Flyers colors. But enough about that. We will get right to it. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of people there on a Sunday. And um, we and my friends kind of had a conversation about this, that, well, there wasn't a lot of people there. And how good is that, that, that only 5,000 people show up on a Sunday in October? And the numbers around the league aren't fantastic anyway. You know, wilkes only had like 4,000. I mean, yes, Springfield sold out, but they haven't had hockey in over a year. Uh, Providence had 7,000. You know, how come Hershey can only have 5,000? And as I was telling them, and they had to remind me that they weren't arguing, making an observation more than anything, it was that, well, it's early in the season. You know, the Bears struggle with attendance early. Some stupid Bears fan on social media actually said, well, I haven't gone in seven years. Go woke, go broke. Well, there are companies that have done that. I have not seen any sign from the Bears that have shown they have done that. And don't you at me on it. That it's early in the season. It's still October. And there is a very nervous energy at Giant Center. That it's not the usual early of the season And we're getting back and we're being among fans. People are unfortunately, and uh, are not unfortunately for lack of better words, people are still hesitant to get out there. It's still scary for some people. Well, why don't they just live in their mama's basement? No, no, that's not the point. Do not confuse social media for how people really are. All right. There are people out there that are still concerned about going out in public. There is no arena outside of Philadelphia in Pennsylvania that is requiring masks. They are strongly encouraged, but they are not mandatory. The only mandatory place is Philadelphia. And Philadelphia plays by their own rules. So Hershey is strongly encouraged. And with that, and with our fan base, that's not a bad thing. And everybody who is going to wear a mask... And is already predetermined in their minds, in their own minds, of whether they are going to wear a mask or not, is going to do it. But there are still people who won't go. I'm not sure about feeling safe or whatever. That's in their own head. That's not in yours. There is still a nervous energy, like, well, am I going to be safe? Am I am I going to get sick? I mean, oh, oh. I haven't been to Giant Center in over a year, and I never really liked going anyway. And Fox 43 has a lot of home games. I mean, I could just watch from TV. I mean, I don't want to go out there and be among people. I mean, there's, there's yelling children, and there's traffic, and there's people. To quote Quark from, from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, ugh, humans, ugh. And I sort of feel the same way sometimes. And that energy is going to dissipate after time. But it's going to take time to get people to come back. The Bears, once they show that they are good and don't just have an early season winning streak, fans will show up. Fans, once they see this is a good, legitimate championship team, will show up. It will be there. Well, they didn't show up in 1450. I Shut up. That's seven years ago. People will come back. The fans will come back. But it's going to take time time there is no quick solutions to this unfortunately all right end of that let's stop being serious and let's talk about some damn hockey so the bears were able to get one on the ber- board early as <laughs> the former phantom mike Vercioni. long shot by Geiser save rebound in front scores mike Vercioni, the former phantom feels so good to have a former phantom burn his own team. And it's one nothing, Hershey early. Second second on. And um, oh look who got on the board. Long rister from the circles. Who is it? It's AJ. It's AJF. Because he is better than you. And his beautiful hair. Axel Janssen-Fialbi is back in Hershey. And it's 2 nothing Hershey in the second period oh, great, so we're going to have a shutout. Things are going to go great. And um, uh, things got a little weird in the second and third that, oh, there were fights. No, Bears got in some penalty trouble. The defense started giving up opportunities. There were a lot of shots that Fucali shouldn't have saved, and this should have turned into a 4-3 game that just going back and forth between these two, but for you know, maybe rumors of him being that good were over-exaggerated, or, or was he really that good, were a bit overblown, and the Phantoms get some late penalties, as the Bears, um line a very, very sus interference call, Tobias Geiser, delay of game. It's a 5-on-3. And, oh, look, they're going to pull their goalie. And it's a 6-on-3. Oh, God. And, well, they just get set up, and the Bears are trying on their penal- penalty kill. They really am. And Cam York, the Lord and Savior of Philadelphia, down low, finds a teammate wide freaking open. Cross-ice pass and scores. Mayhew... Mayhew, God bless you. Mayhew, Mahu, Mayhew, Chahu, Chahi. And Gary Mayhew makes it 2 1. <laughs> it's fine. We're going to be fine. Nothing to see here. We're fine. We're fine. Can we just kind of wrap this game up? I don't want to go to overtime and the Phantoms press, press, and just push and put shots on. And a penalty is called. It's probably against Hershey. Oh, it's against Mary, Gary Mayhew for a. A slash with one second to go. Uh, okay. Puck down, face off. Game over. Bears win it. Huzzah. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Phantoms, to quote John Walton once again. And the Bears take the Sunday game to sweep both games. Third star of the game, Mike Virtioni, because of course. Second star, Axel Janssen-Fialbi, AJ with a goal and an assist. And the first st- star... Goes to Zach Fukali, 23 out of 24 saves. Good day at the office all around. I mean, Lehigh, this team is gifted. I mean, Gary Mayhew, Cam York, Tyson Forrester, Logan Day, Morgan Frost. There is talent with this Phantoms team. But as I've said, and sorry Phantoms at Spectrum, this goaltending, it will be a liability if it does not um, tighten up, per se. And I know early in the season, goaltending and defense need time. But the Phantoms, it may have, it may be time that they cannot afford to lose. So the Bears go two and zero on the weekend and make their opening record well two and zero. Huzzah! As they are the only team in the league to be two and zero right now, and. The only other team in the entire league to have that is the Bakersfield Condors. Let me take a second bringing up the stupid AHL app. Why the hell do I put up with this thing? Oh, wait, so I can listen to games while at work. Go around the division here. And uh, Hershey in first place at 2 0. Springfield, oh, look. Well, they are. They're 2 0 to start the season at 2 0. Providence. 1-0-1 with 3 points. I'm not using stupid percentage unless I absolutely have to. Hartford went 2-2-1 two, two on the weekend with 4 points, but stupid percentages puts Springfield above them. Charlotte went 1-1 one and one after taking a game up in Wilkes-Barre. Wilkes-Barre 1-1 one one after splitting the weekend in 6th place. In 7th is Bridgeport after going 0-1-2 with 2 points. Ugh, why did I pick this team as my season team again? And the Lehigh Valley Phantoms got nothing on the weekend. You'll have nothing and like it. You lose. Good day, sir. The Phantoms have nothing at eighth place in the division. Let's take a look at the North as Utica had one game over the weekend and has two points. And... but. That makes them a clean 100. So they're number one on the weekend. The Syracuse Crunch are 0-1 and one with three points in second place. Les Rocket de Laval at 1-1 with two points in third place. Belleville also with two place at <clears throat> I can't talk in fourth place with two points. Fifth place Toronto also with two points. The Cleveland Monsters in six with two points. All of those teams are 1-1, and and the Rochester Americans in dead last with no points because they only played one game on the weekend, which was a roadie in Utica. So what's on tap for the Bears this week? As we take a look ahead a little bit, uh, they will be traveling to Charlotte on a Friday to take on the Charlotte Checkers in their home opener, the first hockey game in Charlotte in over 560 days. Course, I'll be live tweeting this stuff Friday night. Thank you to everyone who has uh, subscribed over the weekend. Um, once my schedule lightens up a bit more here in the next two weeks and I start going to games more frequently, there will be more live tweeting of me covering Bears games as well. So I think that'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week. It was a really good podcast to be able to talk Bears hockey with all of you. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Thank you to the Hockey Podcast Network for having me on. And it's so good to talk to all of you to talk on a clean sweep Monday. Let's hope there's more winning of the weekend as we go on. My name's Richard Blosser. I will see you Friday for the Friday Faceoff, where we'll run down all the games and have some fun this weekend. Hockey's back, everyone. Get out there and enjoy it. Go Bears.